That's what's going on. Welcome to Astronomy 104. Uh, that means if you're asking questions, it often doesn't pick them up that well, but your voice is getting recorded as well. So if you don't really want your voice recorded if you're saying something and don't want it put up on iTunes, then let me know. I can, if you want to ask a question, you can pa I'll, pa I'll pause it and not record your voice if you really don't want it up there. I'd be, ha be happy to do that you know, if you really don't want your voice out. But otherwise, it's convenient for you guys because if you happen to miss a class, now, first of all, you definitely be noticed if you miss a class in a class this size. But if you have to miss a class, if you're, if you're sick, the rest of the class probably doesn't want you here anyway. So it does have the option of going back and listening to exactly what was said. You won't get the audio, I mean the video, you'll just get the audio, but at least you'll have that portion of it that's available, available to you. So it is Astronomy 104, Introduction to Stellar Astronomy, six weeks. So all the people who really want to rush through astronomy in six weeks and live astronomy for a little, for a little while right now. Um, my information and contact information is up there. I'm Robert Wagner. I am the instructor for the course. You've got my email address, my office phone. Um, I'll go over contact in a minute, but for emails, the best way. I'm here in my office probably Monday through Thursday till about noon. So I mean, if you're trying to get a hold of me, Emails uh, bounce right to my phone, so I'll get them right away. I'll know that you're trying to contact me, whereas if you leave me a voicemail, especially on like Thursday afternoon, I'll get it Monday morning. <laughs> That's not always very helpful. So email is the best way to get a hold of me. I did schedule office hours, which the class ends at 10.05, so right after class or any other time. If you need something else, you know, if you need to come in before, I'm typically on campus by between 5.30 and 6 in the morning. So most other people are still sound asleep, but that's my time to actually get things done. So if you need to come in earlier before class, that's always welcome as well, or stick around afterwards. Uh, the textbook is uh, correct up here, listed incorrectly down lower. It's a beginner's guide to the universe, the seventh edition, what should be available in the bookstores. There is also a Starry Night College download code that you can get. Uh, you will need that for some of the labs. A lot of the labs will do in here, but because of the condensed nature of the course, you might not be able to get them all done. Now, if you'd rather and stick around later, I'll, I'll be here during office hours, right? So if you want to stick around, for, if you don't have another class to run to and you want to keep going on the lab, I'm not going to kick you out of here at 10.05. So if you want to sit here and work for another hour finishing up the lab with me here to help, that's great. I'll be happy to sit around. I'll be happy to be here because I got other stuff I can do here too. I usually don't, I don't leave till around noon during the summer. So if you have purchased it already, you can take it and you can do some of the labs at home. If not, you'll have access to them. You'll have access to the program on the computers here. My big warning, yes, it's a full semester course. This is the same identical course that I teach in the spring or the fall semester. So everything that we do there, you know, Number of homework assignments, number of tests, everything else is done the same. It's just squished down to six weeks. So if you've never taken a six-week course before, it can be quite intense. Uh, we're going to get through about three chapters each week, typically in the textbook. And I'm expecting, I think my syllabus says chapter zero and one this week. We'll probably actually have to push and get through chapter two because we lose a day next week with the holiday. Because next Monday we don't, we don't meet. And last semester they made that up on the Friday. This semester they didn't. This next week we just meet Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and that's it. So we'll be a little, give me a chance to get a little bit ahead. But I just want to get you, give you a little bit of warning. It means that you know, typically during the fall I'll give out a homework assignment. Once you turn that in, then I hand out the next one. Not this time. I'll give you out one today. And then probably later this week I'll give you the second one before the, the first one is even due. So you'll at least have it to get started, started on. 
Oh, they won't be due at the same time, but I'll have to push things up like that. Also means I do four exams. Your first exam will be next week. So except for this week, expect an exam each week. I do four exams. So exam, 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 then final exam, and we're done. So that's the good thing is you only got to put up with me for about six weeks. So you know, six weeks from now, it'll all be done and over. That's the good thing. Um, if there's questions, of course, I know there's only five of us, feel free to, to ask questions as well. Um, course description and learning outcomes, that's basically from the college as to you know, what, this, what we're going to cover in the course and what you're supposed to be able to know by the end of the, end of the course. So I'm not going to go through them all in great detail, but that's the things that we'll be covering. Uh, chapter 1 talks about some of the history of astronomy and we'll get on towards the end, we'll be talking about you know, galaxies and the origin of the universe later on. So those are the kinds of things that we'll be going through. Um, the current edition is the seventh edition. I did leave that there. It's based on the sixth edition. Sixth edition and seventh edition, as you know, with a lot of the textbooks, don't change a whole lot. Um, astronomy more so than some other subjects, just because it is constantly being updated with new discoveries. So a little bit more, but if you happen to have an older edition, uh, seventh edition is something like this one. There's a sixth edition which has an all black cover, which is pretty much as pretty much the same. That if you have an older version and you're using that, it's not going to hurt you. Um, so, what do I say? Yeah, only thing is, you know, don't, don't just ask me, oh, where is this? I've got the third edition. Where are we in the third edition? Come up to me after class, before class, if you really got an old one. But, and I'd be happy to go through that with you. Um, office hours, really, before or after class is really the best time. I've scheduled specific office hours right after the class. But I'm here before. If you want to come, come by and see me then, my office is downstairs in Blocker 138, which is right about below the lab bench in the back. <laughs> so I'm right down there. Um, the bay door does not open till 8 o'clock. So if you do want to, if you want to come in earlier, if you're a really early person, I don't know, you're welcome to come and see me then. But you have to either bang on the door or call my office phone and let me know you're there so I can come let you in. So. Otherwise, I'm usually up here in the classroom about 15, 20 minutes before class starts. You can always catch me there if there's a last minute question as well. And of course, as I said, email is always a great way because if you have a question on an assignment over the weekend, you don't have to wait until Monday to do it. You can send me an email. I'm teaching online classes as well this semester, so I'll go through those. I'll be I'll check my email constantly. So, yeah, that was where I mentioned that. Let's see. Um, Communications for the class is are you, make sure you're using the Hawkmail account. A lot of the other stuff does not get through to me. Sometimes I get Gmail stuff. Sometimes I get Yahoo. Sometimes it gets blocked out long before. It doesn't go to my spam folder. It gets blocked out way at an upper level of hack servers. So I never I never see it. So if you haven't activated your Hawkmail account, make sure you do, because if you want to send me it doesn't mean I won't take a submit that if you're sending me a question there, I'm really not allowed to reply back to it. Like if you're sending, if you're just telling me information, hey, I'm sick and I can't make it to class, that's great as long as I don't have to reply to it. But if you're asking a question, I'm really not supposed to reply to anything except the hack account, the hawk mail, or the email within D2L, which is now fixed as of last semester, so we can actually use that. So you can also use that as well. And I get both of those at the same time. They both, they both will all forward, forward directly to me. Assignments. Yeah, the fun part, right? Exams. I break the exams up into four parts, each covering about three chapters. 
So we'll get through chapter 0, 1, and probably start on 2 this week and then finish up to the beginning of next week. Then the middle of next week we'll have an exam on those first three chapters, which will be worth 50 points. And there'll be one of those each week covering each set of three, three chapters. I split them up in terms of you know, multiple choice, true, false, fill in the blank, and short essay. Essay, for me, is different than essay in other classes. Essay is maybe a few sentences to a paragraph. I'm not looking for a formal essay introduction, body, conclusion. I'm, looking, I'm meaning it's a short, uh, written out answer. So not essay as in it's going to take you hours to write. I usually give you six essays to choose four to answer. So when you choose four of those, but they're not incredibly long. They just take, you can answer them usually in a paragraph or, or less depending on the exact question. What I schedule uh, tentatively for that is probably to make Wednesday exam day because that gives me plenty of time to make sure we're through all the uh, appropriate material. And then I will split up the classes. We meet for a little over two hours a day, Monday through Thursday. Typically, Monday's lecture day, so you're stuck hearing me for two hours. <laughs> Sorry. But that's the way I could work it out that we can get everything, everything through. Tuesday and Thursday would be lab days. That means I'll lecture for an hour, and then we'll do a lab or labs, the second part of it. And then Wednesday will be exam day. Except for this week, you don't get an exam. I won't give you an exam this week. You get a, get a little bit of a break this time. So, um, but, so Wednesday will normally be the exam day. This time you're stuck hearing me for two days. Sort of makes up for the Monday next week that you get, you get off. Um, so material on the exam will cover, those, will cover those chapters. I've given you, I did not print them out to give them to you this time, but if you go on to D2L, has anyone, everyone used D2L or anyone not familiar with it? If you go on to the class for D2L, you should have, the first lesson was available all weekend if you wanted to look at it, and the second one should be available right now. It should have opened up this morning. And you can go in there and you can print out the slides that I'll use for the PowerPoints. So you can print those out if you want to follow along in those, not trying to have to scribble down everything that I write. And you can also print out some summary questions for each chapter, which are just sort of the key points as I walk through the chapter, what do I think is the most important? I wrote them in question forms that, you know, what is this, what is that? What I recommend you do, print them out. You can have some people print them out during class and will sketch answers in as they're taking notes. Uh, some people will take them after and take the notes. Use that as a guide, like when you're taking the quizzes that I'll come up to. The quizzes are done online, so you, ha you have that there with you. And you have a limited time on the quizzes. That way you're not rushing trying to search through the textbook for, textbook for answers, because you don't have as much time. And what I did do last semester, and I'm going to continue with this one, is that if you want to bring that, print that out and bring it to class, you can use that for the exam as well. So if you want to bring out the review questions for the first three chapters, 0, 1, and 2, you can bring those in. Any notes you want to write on them are fine. No extra notes, no extra papers, but anything you want to write on those, if you want to sketch out your answers, you have that to refer to during the exam. The exam will be, the, the only bad thing is the exam will be the second half of the class because I haven't found a really good way to do this. So it means you've got to listen to me lecture first and then take the exam. But at least that way, when the, if you're finished with the exam, I give you the, about the hour. If you're finished with it in 30 minutes, then you're done. So if I do it first, then you can finish the exam in 30 minutes, and you got to still come back and hear me for an hour. So I think that works out the best. It was sort of iffy last year when I taught this in the, in the summer term. But it's really the only way I can do it, uh, short of giving you like a two-hour exam every other week, which is pretty intense to do six chapters at a time. I kind of like to focus it. So um, final exam is comprehensive in a way. 
And I say in a way because I split the final exam up into two parts. It's two exams. And one exam is questions from your first four exams. So if you study your first four exams, you don't have to go back and study all the other material from the first part of the, t- first part of the class. And then there'll be one exam on the new material since that last exam, the last three to four chapters in the textbook. So it is comprehensive, but you don't have to go back and study all your notes and everything else from the beginning of the semester. If you go through and study the exam questions, you'll have all the material that I'm going to test you on is in those four exams. I won't go back and pull something. Oh, you know, I only tested about lunar eclipses. I didn't test about solar eclipses. I'm going to throw a question in. I won't do that. If the material wasn't specifically on there, I won't cover it on that part of the final. That'll be two hours. That is that is that one I do give you two hours for. That's the last day of class, the thir- last Thursday of class that we'll do that. Um, labs and activities, as I said, labs will be likely Tuesdays and Thursdays. And there'll be between 10 and 15 of them, worth about 10 to 20 points each. So it should total up to about 200 points by the time we're, time we're done. And we'll start that. First lab work will be tomorrow. So jump right, jump right into it. And those will be scheduled. We do, I schedule an hour on Tuesday and an hour on Thursday for lab work. So I will give you, so we will start that tomorrow. That will use the Starry Night program that I already mentioned. There will also be some other activities. We do a, a spectra lab where you get to see the spectrum of light. So we'll do a, we do a lab like that, some things that are specifically done here in class. Or some activities with pencil and paper. For the most part, you should be able to complete it in here. If you need to take things home, you know, if we're doing starting you know, some some weeks, when I have to give you two labs because we've got to get through a certain number. You may want to take, you'll be able to take them home. That's where if you have Starry Night installed on yours, or if you want to stick around later to use ours, is is helpful. Attendance, I do take attendance each day, as I'm required to, and I give you credit. Actually, give you credit for it. Oh, sorry, question. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, for the Starry Night thing, yep. I just downloaded it on here, and there's like. There's like the power, the PDF stuff, is that what you just download? The PDF? Yeah, for, like the, like I'd have to see what you've got, and I'm not sure. It's like this. Those are activities, that's not the program. There's actually a program that you have to get a code from the bookstore. Yeah, I have a okay. code. Yeah. It's like, is this what it is? Those are no. some of the activities in a workbook for it, but that's not okay. the program itself. If you want to look at it afterwards, okay. I can, we can do that. So let me pass around, I pass around an attendance sheet. Um, I'll do that daily. Typically I don't pass it around. Typically I just leave it sitting right by the door and you just sign in on the podium there as you come in. I, I do penalize you for being late, not today because I know you're getting used to it, but it's six points a day and I take off, well it's one of three during the regular semester, it's two of the six points. So you still get four points for being here, so if you're running late you still get some of the credit for being here, but you, lo- you lose a little bit. Um, if you add up the number of classes, you get, it doesn't quite match up. There's actually more classes here than you get more than 120 points. That means you're allowed to miss some days. So, I mean, as people are going to be sick and hack allows you a certain number of, uh, you know, unexcused, uh, unexcused absences or, excuse, or unexcused absences. So, in the end, you might lose six points if you don't show up tomorrow. But if you show up the rest of the days, in the end, you'll still get 120 points. Does that make so you, get, you, can, you have more chances than you need to get, you have like 24 days to get 120 points instead of just the 20 that it would otherwise be. All right, as we work through the assignments, I know there, there's a bunch. And I'll take the, thank you. 
And hopefully, I usually say it takes me a few weeks to learn the names. Hopefully, I get these done in a, by the end of the week. Um, homework assignments. Now, these are up on D2L as well. And um, there's a typo where I left that in from the other. It's not, not every other week. Eight homework assignments every other week is the full term. Um, probably be getting, probably be about one to one and a half a week. So every other week or so. And they are up on D2L. If you want to get a jump on them, they're available up there. And this first one covers chapter zero and one. Most of, much of the material is in the textbook. Uh, other stuff I'll go over. There might be a few things that you do have to look up outside of that. These are 15 points each, so they add up. I, do ha I have had students who just said, I don't want to bother with it. That's up to you. It's one less thing for me to grade, so fine. But it does docky essentially a letter grade by the end of the semester. I mean, I've had, I had an A student who got A's on everything else, but just didn't want to deal with the homework and was happy to take a B not dealing with the homework. I recommend doing it because I grade them relatively easily. Um, Two-thirds of the points are based on you making an attempt on each question. So I don't know or I have no clue is not an attempt. But if you've made an attempt on it, you get one point out of the one and a half points each question is worth. So could be completely wrong. So you could get all 10 questions completely wrong. But you made the attempt, you're still going to get at least 10 out of 15. Typically, grades run in the 13 to 14 range on them. So they're relatively easy points. So I don't recommend skipping them. I do go through and grade them. So they're not graded just check off, you turned it in. I do physically grade each of the, each of the questions and read through what, what you wrote on them. But they're good, they're good review. They're good to look at for like the essay type questions. These are the kinds of, with the exception of the math ones, these are the kind of things that I'd put as the essay questions on an exam. So you might see some of these in modified form or similar types of questions. I don't include, I do include math questions on the homeworks. I do not on the exams. So you will not have any detailed calculations. I shouldn't say no calculations. There's sometimes things where we use uh, what's called the inverse square law, which means that if you're, for gravity, that if you're twice as far away from the sun, gravity is one quarter. And sometimes I ask you to do that kind of calculation on an exam. There's nothing where you have to put numbers in scientific notation that you'll have to do on an exam. You know, any detailed calculations. That you will see, some of the labs you'll see it, some of the homeworks you'll see it, but you will not see those on, on the exams. All right, so homework, article reviews, more and more papers today. So, um, Article reviews, there's three, I have you do this three times during the term, which of course for us means about every other week. And this has you look at uh, an astronomy article. And I have several up on D2L as examples, which you are welcome to use. Here you go, sir. You're welcome to use the ones that I put up there to give you an idea. I'm looking for a regular magazine article, which means pretty much don't go to the internet and search for astronomy. Because most of that, they'll give you lots of great, you know, Yahoo or Google will give you lots of great news articles on astronomy. That's not what I'm looking for. I'm looking for a full magazine article. Typically, it would be something you know, five or six pages long in an astronomy magazine. Now, you can access some of these. Astronomy and Sky and Telescope, and I believe Discover, are subscribed to through the Hack Libraries. So you can get paper copies here. You can also go online and get digital copies. through. You have to log into the Hack Library access. And as a student, you have access to that. And you can go to EBSCOhost or Academic Search Premier. There's a couple other search engines that you can go through and actually access the articles. Also, I say I've put some up there in D2L for you. If you go look at the original, at least they should be in there. I'll have to double check. 
did them for my, I did them for the 103 class. There should be, I'll put at least 10 or 15 up there that you can look through if you want to look for something that is definitely approved. If you're not sure and there's one that sound, you find something that sounds interesting, email me and let me know. Give me a day or so in advance before it's due. Don't email me the night before it's due at 10 o'clock and expect an answer back in, in time. But as long as you let me know in advance, you know, I'll be happy to check it for you and let you know. But really what you're going to do, and this sort of breaks down the grading of it, is select an article, again a science magazine, no time, no Newsweek, nothing like that. But uh, astronomy and sky and telescope are two real good ones, popular science. Uh, science news works if you get one of their full articles, not one of their news summaries. You do have to watch out for that. But if you're seeing something that's really short, it's likely not going to have a sufficient content to it. And then what I ask you to do is write a couple things about it. First of all, why did you pick this article? Well, I had to pick some article and this one had a pretty picture. I'm looking for a little bit more than that. So, you know, a, a paragraph, a few sentences to a paragraph here. Just telling me, you know, what interested? Was it something that you hit in, that hit you in class that I said that, that was interesting? You know, we talked about Mercury, and you saw this article about Mercury, and it, you know, explained why, or something, you know, from your childhood that oh, I remembered hearing about something of this. You know, give me some sort of reasoning why you picked a specific article, short of it's, you know, it's twelve, it's midnight, and I have to have this done in a couple hours, so I had to turn it in. Then I ask you to summarize. This is where people usually go wrong. Summary is just a brief portion of this review. Uh, a paragraph, maybe two, is all I'm looking for. You don't, I've had people you know, turn in articles where they give me four pages summary, which essentially is as long as the article itself. I'm just looking for a brief in, uh, hitting of the high points of what the article was about. Then the big thing is, because usually that's where people go wrong, is they do a great summary. They'll, they'll summarize it, you know, summarize it to death. You know, they'll go through and summarize the whole thing and then they'll write me two sentences about what they thought of the article, which is the next uh, point four. But each of those are worth the same number of points. So I'm looking for, you know, comparable content in them. So if, when, you're, when you tell me, tell me what you thought about the article. What did you think they did? What did you think they said that was really interesting and why did you say it was interesting? Go through and give me some specific examples of that. Now again, don't need to go overboard on it. About, about a paragraph to two on each of those is fine. And then number five, continuing in the analysis section, which is really what I'm looking for in the review, is coming up with a couple questions. You know, what would you like to ask the author? What did they say that was unclear? I'm not looking for really, you don't have to come up with really deep, you know, astronomical scientific questions. I don't expect those. I, unless I have a class full of astronomy majors, which I'm sure I don't. You know, I'm not looking for that kind of insight, you know, great scientific insight, but sometimes you come up with some very interesting, you know, what did they explain? They, di they didn't explain this or they expected us to know something about this and why, and then why? You know, why would that have helped? Why was something else that they would have done or why would one of your questions important? So really a question and then a, se and then a sentence or so just saying why you thought that question was important. So you're looking at about, when you're done, about two to three pages, double spaced, so I'm not looking for you know, a 20 page review. These aren't you know, great term papers or anything. The only reference you need to give me is the reference to the article itself. And I'm very flexible on that. People will give me a, a proper citation at the end. I'm not downgrading you if you don't use MLA or APA or anything like that. I'm, as long as you give me the reference, if you say in your introduction that I read the article from Astronomy Magazine um, from February of 2013, page 86 through 92, that's sufficient, as long as I can find it. So it's not a technical English course where I'm actually making you write a formal paper on it. It's, more, it's a little more informal than that. 
And then the last one just says that it's written in paragraph format, so don't do number one, here's my source for the article. Number two, I picked this article because don't number it like you do the homeworks. Write it as more of a formal essay. Although again, I'm not looking for, I won't, I'm not penalizing you for a specific format. And uh, one, one, well, actually, I'm, I'm using up old ones. I printed out a bunch of these. I did change the due, due times on the back. It says due dates, that the dates are given, bless you, dates are given on the syllabus. And it says as long as I receive them before, before 11.30, they're not considered late. I've actually switched that to 6 a.m. So if you're not a night person, that doesn't help you much and doesn't matter. But if you are the night person, and I had people the last couple semesters who were submitting things at 4 in the morning because that, that's when they're most, I'm, I'm getting up at 4 in the morning, they're still going. So that's great. And as long as I get them before 6 o'clock, now that means if you're submitting them that way, you have to submit them digitally on D2L, upload them there. There is a Dropbox on D2L specifically for article reviews. If you're going to turn in a paper copy, then it would be due the day before in class, so as long as I get it in time. So otherwise, by the time the next day comes up at 6 o'clock, it would be, la would be late. So, questions on that one before I jump in to the next? Alrighty. All right, article reviews. We did quizzes. Ten quizzes, 12 points each. The quizzes I do completely online, so I will let you know when those are available. If you're not as comfortable with D2L, if you go log into it right now, uh, at some point you know, after class today, and go in and look, there's a practice quiz up on there that's available. You can go in and take that as many times as you want, just if you want an idea of what it's like to take a quiz on D2L before you take the first one. Um, those will cover, the quizzes will be um, eight quizzes. Notice the number differences. I'll, I'll explain that in a second. There's eight quizzes on the material that was covered during the classes. So each, each quiz will be about two chapters worth. So for example, there'll be a quiz that'll be available starting this weekend and available through the end of the day Monday. Well, probably the end of the day Tuesday since we don't meet on Monday. That'll have 12 questions based on chapter zero and one. The next quiz will be covered chapters one through one, or chapters two and three, and then so on throughout the throughout the semester. So there'll be 12 questions. You've got about 15 minutes to take them. That's about what I give you in class. So that's why I say don't just depend on oh I don't need to worry about it. I can just look them up in the textbook. If you take five minutes to look up the first question, now you've got 10 minutes for 11 questions, and then you're going to get really uh, really crazed at the end trying to trying to finish up all of that. Uh, the thing is that I say is if you use those summary questions and write out your, you've got a quick reference there and answer as many of them as you can right away and then go back and spend whatever time you have left looking at the others. The other thing that I do is I give you three quizzes based on a set of podcasts I do which are on the picture of the day. Which is normally, except for today, the first thing I do each class. I show you a, I show you a picture. I'll be doing that in a, in a minute here. I'll show you actually today's. But I ask you to, there's a, I do a podcast on it. So like I'm recording here, I actually record each morning. I record for three to five minutes, whatever picture NASA's put up there for the day. I record about that. And I give you quizzes based on those pictures. So Monday through Thursday, we'll see them here in class. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you can look at it. If you want to hear what I thought about it, you can listen to it. If you don't want to hear what I thought about it, that's fine. I'm not going to be offended if you don't. But I do give you a first an, an, another assignment here, an extra credit assignment, a good way to start out, right? That asks you to subscribe, and I'm sorry for the very long links, but they don't give you a very easy one on, 
iTunes links are very long. This is available digitally on D2L, so you should be able to click the link on there if you want to. And I ask you to subscribe to the photo of the day one, which is that first big long link. Um, it, there's no charge. It doesn't require any Apple specific device. You can, as long as you have iTunes, the program loaded. So if you use iTunes for any music on your computer or anything, you can subscribe to these podcasts directly on there. If you use that link directly, you can also play them right off the internet. It'll go to a set there. So if you don't physically want to download, once you've gotten there and found them, I ask you to send me an email from your Hawkmail account. That way I know your Hawkmail account's activated. And I give you 10 points for having done those two things. Now I should say that the subscribing to the podcast is on your honor. I can't check. I can't check that so-and-so should really subscribe to them. So I'm taking your word that you did. So email from the Hawkmail. Yeah, that I can verify because I can look at the address that's coming back. So send me those two things. That's your confirmation that you did that. And then I will give you uh, two or ten, 10 extra credit points to start off. So it starts you off with a, bit, with a bonus right there. Um, the other thing that I've given you there, there's a couple other links. There are, Astronomy 103 really doesn't apply to us, but Astronomy 104 are these podcasts. So the one that says current is where I'm putting these podcasts right now. So this, after, this morning after class is over, I'll go, I'll go down and I'll upload these to iTunes and it'll be available. So if you want to hear this all again, you know, if you're bored and you want to download it to you know, your MP3 player and listen to it on the way home or something, you, know, you, can, you can do that again. Probably you don't want to listen to this one again, but if you want to hear one of the lectures or if you miss one, that's where you can access them. The archives one is just my complete storage for the same things. It means that if you want to go back and hear what I lectured about a year ago or two years ago, they're all there. So if you want to jump ahead and listen to those, you have an option that if you want to hear something else for the same class material, if you want to hear that, you can go back and listen to those. Those aren't required. If you want to use them, you have that option to do those. The only one I'm asking you specifically to do is the uh, photo of the day, photo of the day one. And then do that, send me the email. I'll give you due dates. I haven't given you much in the way of due dates on this. What you'll see is starting tomorrow, there'll be due dates up on the board each day. So I'll tell you what's coming up due. But nothing will be due this week. So you've got other stuff will be like this will be due Tuesday. Homework will probably be due Tuesday. You'll probably have a bunch of things with the holiday being due on Tuesday this coming week. So nothing will be due this week. The only thing that'll come up starting available will be the first quiz will be available by this weekend. So just so you're not, none of this will be due this week. But if you want to get a head start on it, that means if it's a quieter week and you want to try to find your articles or start, re you, know, you have a chance to jump ahead on it. All right, last section. Solar observations. Now this worked out okay. I did this last summer and it worked out okay. It's not the best time and not best semester to do these. Just because the sun, we're measuring the position of the sun in the sky. And as we're hitting May to June, the sun is at its highest point in the sky. And it doesn't change a whole lot. So you're not going to see a very big change over the course of the semester. But what I'm going to do is have you make some observations. And then, it goes there. And then I will give you some extra data at the end when we actually do the analysis. It'll be part of one of our labs. And I will give you some extra data to look at from springtime. So you'll be able to take the springtime information addressers in and really be able to see how the, how the sun had changed since you know, January or February, whenever we want to start that. It looks, it looks like very complicated in here. So don't, don't let that throw you, especially if you're not the math person when you turn to the second page and see you know, tri trigonometry equations in there. Don't, don't worry about it. If you've taken trig before, you know, probably won't bother you in the slightest. If you haven't and you're not that comfortable with math, don't worry about it. You don't need to do any of that right now. 
Um, in fact, that's what I do in one of the labs. We will sit down together. I will go through the calculations. I'll do examples up on the board. I'll have you do them in here and I'll come around and make sure you're doing them right. So that's not the purpose of the, is not to see if you can do the calculations. That's for a math class. The purpose of it is to be able to analyze them afterwards. So that and the graphs that you're going to do for it will all be done in class. You can actually, in fact, I've had students prepare almost all of them in the classroom during the lab time. Really, all you need to do right now is about noon on any day that you can. Noon is about, just to throw you off, noon is actually 1.15 p.m. That makes a lot of sense, right? Noon is 1.15 p.m. Astronomical noon is when the sun is the highest in the sky. Typically, it's around 12.15 here in, in Harrisburg area. It's 1.15 because we're on daylight savings time, so everything shifted an hour. So for the whole course of our observations, around 1.15, half an hour before, half an hour later will work out. Um, all you need to do is take an object, object that stands up nicely, an object that's about the same diameter at the top and the bottom, so a can works real good, a box works real good, a bottle does not, a, bottle point, a water bottle points at the top, that doesn't work. You want something that's really about the same width at the top and the bottom. All you need to do is put it out in the sunlight, some place where the sun is shining. means it's a sunny day, so if it's a nice rainy day, don't bother. Go wait for the next day. And you'll have to measure how tall that is. Okay, how many inches, how many centimeters. Centimeters usually work better. I don't penalize you for using inches. But in terms of doing the calculations, it's usually a lot easier if you measure it in centimeters. Because otherwise you've got fractions when you tell me it's 5 and 3 eighths inches and then I make you calculate, you've got to convert 3 eighths to a decimal anyway. So a little bit easier to do it in centimeters in the first place. Measure how high it is. Use the same object every time. You don't have to worry about changing that. It's not, unless your object is shrinking. No, don't measure a candle that's shrinking. Um, and then measure the length of the shadow it's casting. That's all you need to do for right now. Don't worry about all the rest of the stuff in the table there. I'm giving you the whole thing, but you don't need it. And in fact, in the data table on the last page, all you need to worry about until for, for about the next four weeks is filling out a date, a time, sky conditions. Was it partly cloudy? Was it sunny? Was it, if it's raining, you're probably not going to bother writing it down because you couldn't see a shadow. And the length of your shadow, how long that was, and how tall your object was. Don't worry about the rest of this right now. So if you fill in that portion right now, and if you can get, I usually look for you to get about six, seven, eight during the, during the semester, for a shortened semester. I think it might say 10 in there someplace. That's typically for a full semester. Uh, if you can get about one a week, you're doing okay. So if you can get more than that, it's great. And that's all you need to do. I will at three points, which means about next week and two weeks after that, and two weeks, ask you to turn in what you have so I can look at them. First of all, it makes me make sure you're on the right track, that you're starting, that you're not putting it off till the last day because we don't have that much time, especially in this semester. And it lets me know if I can, I can check your, I can do the calculations really quick and make sure your, your sun is not, you're not getting the right height for the sun. So maybe you're doing something wrong and maybe I can catch that, you know, next week, which I'll probably ask for you to turn them in sometime early next week. So if you can get one, at least in the next week, between now and the next and next Monday, that would be great. And then I'll look at it. I'll give those back to you the next day. I'll tell you, okay, you know, you're way off. You know, maybe we can talk about what you're observing and what's going on. Maybe you're using the wrong type of object, and that's throwing off your values. So that's all you need to worry about for now. Fill out those five columns, as many as you can get. If you can get two a week, that's great. 
and then I will give you some additional information later in the class and we'll do well, one of the lab days that we'll do. I will go through, I'll go through how to do all the calculations. I'll step you through which buttons to push on the calculator if you need to do that. And we'll go through the graphs. But that'll be one of our entire labs that we will do, that I will do based on that. So, questions? Okay. So, and as I said, each of those, there's a total of 1,200 points, which you're going to see here in a minute. So each of these is about a letter grade. So you, you don't want to just skip them. <laughs> you know, if you skip the homework and the article reviews because they're too much work and then find out that you didn't really do the solar observations and you're, you gave up on that, you know, dropping three letter grades crushes you already. Even if you're getting A's on the exams, you're still going to have trouble passing the course. So the best thing is making sure you're doing and making the attempt on everything. I know there's a lot. I know it's only six weeks. But we've got to do the same amount of stuff that someone does in a full, full term course because your grade here is the same as if you took it in the fall. You know, it's not like another school can say, oh, that's a summer course. It was an easier course. So I still have to do everything, everything the same. But ask questions early. Don't wait until the very end. And I'll be more than happy to help you through anything you're having trouble with. So you're not stuck with it on your own. You know, ask questions. In terms of submitting assignments, um, you can turn them in in class. So if homework is due you know, next Tuesday, you can bring a copy in next Tuesday in class. If you're one of those who likes to procrastinate and wait until the last minute and do it after class, you have until 6 o'clock the following morning to submit it on D2L without a penalty. So you have, you have that extra leeway in terms of turning in an assignment. It has to go through D2L. I don't accept email assignments. I am teaching you know, three different courses. So if I'm getting emails from three, it's too hard to keep everybody organized. So you have to submit them on, D2, on D2L specifically. Um, there probably shouldn't be, there are some exceptions in a couple classes. It probably shouldn't apply to this one that there'd be uh, an email, email issue. So um, ignore that. Anything after that is marked late. I can take, I will sometimes take late assignments. So if you're after, if you submit it after 6 o'clock, I will take it. I'm not going to just refuse to take it. The R Dropbox, unlike the ones in my online classes, doesn't lock out and will let you submit. If it's 6.05, you can go ahead and submit it. But it tags it with that time and I will mark it late. And that's a 25% deduction. So the only way I waive that is if you let me know in advance if there was some problem or something going on. You know, you tell me if somebody's in the hospital or this, you know, what's going on? You know, I can make exceptions for it. But when you tell me afterwards, it's too late. Whatever, whatever happens, if it's already submitted late and I don't know about it to make an extension, there's not much I can do at that point. But the advantage is you still get the chance to submit it. So even if you only get three quarters credit, you know, three quarters is much better than a zero. So you don't want to take a zero on it. You can at least, if it's a 10-point lab, for example, you can still get at least seven and a half points out of it, which is a good, good help. So if you're waiting to the last minute, that's just what it means. If you're trying to submit it and D2L is acting up for you, and you're trying to submit it at 5.58, you, know, you, you might run out of time there. So I don't, I don't recommend you know, waiting till the very last minute, but you have that extra time if you want to try to submit it you know, later to do it. Um, grading policy, first of all, in terms of grading, you will find that I am extremely quick on giving uh, assignments back. I typically have everything returned within a week. That'll probably be even quicker here. I most likely will have stuff if stuff was turned in. Okay, you won't necessarily get it turned back the next day because I'm giving you until 6 in the morning, but probably within a day, one to two days. So if stuff was turned in on Monday or Tuesday morning, you'll probably get it back by the end of the week. And I like to do that just because I know how it is having been a student and 
When you're doing the second homework assignment, it's like, well, did I do the first one right? And if you have to wait until you turn in the first three before you get the first one back, you're stuck. So you will have the first one back, you know, be hopefully before the second one is due. I will try to get those back as quickly as I can. Luckily, with only five, it doesn't take me a long time to, to, grade, to grade them. Although I am teaching two online classes as well, so I have a little bit more grading than just, than just, your, just your five uh, assignments. Um, if something comes up, I would let you know if there's something that comes up that delays me. But typically, I have everything back within the day. Exams, for example, if we take an exam next Wednesday, you can look on D2L and get your grade Wednesday afternoon. You'll have your grade on there. If you want to wait and be surprised on Thursday, I'll probably hand them back on Thursday. So you'll be ready. That way you have everything, everything back. But I try to be that quick on it so you know where you stand. In fact, once we get through next week, I'll probably actually have your cumulative grades running on D2L. I don't release those until you get enough assignments in and graded to have it make sense where it doesn't jump up and down wildly depending on whether you turned in an assignment or not turned in an assignment. Final grades are based on everything we've just gone over there. So exams, labs, attendance, homework, article reviews, quizzes, solar observations. If you add all that up, you should get 1,200 points. And then I break that down pretty much a straight 90, 80, 70, 60 scale, which has worked out quite well in the past. So works out pretty straight, but that gives you an idea. You can add up your points and know exactly where you're standing. Again, D2L will be doing that for you probably by the end of next week. I'll probably have your grades in there, and it'll update it. Every time I grade an assignment, it'll update your current percentage grade and let you know exactly where you're standing. In terms of borderline grades and rounding up grades, I do look at those that are within a half percent of the next higher grade. Otherwise, typically, you notice I put a couple nines there. I'm pretty strict on it. If it's in the 70s, if it's 79.99, that's a C. I tend to look at those. I don't want to be, I don't want to be overly cruel. You know, if you ended up with 79.99 and you were really trying, you were here every day, maybe missed a day here or there because you were really one or two days during the shortened semester because you were really sick, and you tried to turn in all the assignments. I'll probably round you up if you're within a half a percent. Most times I will. The cases where I won't is if you're constantly missing classes. So you miss, you know, one class this week, two classes next week, and one other, if you're missing a lot of classes, or if you're not turning in assignments. So if you get a 79.99 but you only did half the homeworks, well, if you'd just done one more homework, you would have had the B and you wouldn't have to worry about it. So those are the things that I look at is that you're at least making the attempt, you're here, and that you're making the attempt on the assignments. If you're doing that, I'll happily round you up if you're within, if you're within that half percent. Uh, sometimes I go far, as far back as one percent, but within a half a percent is guaranteed to, to look at. With five people, I may, that may not even be an issue in the class because the odds of one of you being right on the border might not even matter. But typically it's usually maybe one student in a class of 20. So maybe the one is here. We'll see. Um, in terms of classes, I've got everything scheduled right here as a rough idea of what we'll be doing starting this week, except that likely we'll actually push into chapter two by the end of, by the end of the week. We'll actually be well into chapter two, although we will not be doing the exam certainly until uh, the following week. That's already scheduled. But this pretty much gives you a guideline as what we'll be trying to do each week, what chapters you'll be, we'll be covering, and we should be able to hold to that pretty, pretty well. We should be able to fit this pretty, pretty good. Um, exams are scheduled in each week. Those will pretty much stay fixed, barring that we have some odd weather-related cancellations or traffic-related cancellations as we just had. Um, not necessarily, no snow days, I'm sure, this semester. 
But of course, you know, the one fall we had how many hurricane, we had a couple hurricane days and we had flooding days that we canceled, so who knows for sure. But otherwise, I'm going to stick pretty close to those. Updated dates I'll be putting up on the board starting tomorrow, so I'll let you know when each assignment is due. So we'll be doing one of the activities in class probably tomorrow after lecture portion, and then I'll just continue on through that. But that's just sort of a guide so you can follow, see what's coming next, what chapters to look at, and be aware of when the quizzes and exams are, are coming. And that goes right through. Final exam is scheduled for the last day of the class, which is the 27th of, of June. And I have, yep, okay. Attendance, most of the rest of this is general information. Uh, it's probably included in most of the syllabuses, attendance information. Um, let me know in advance, you know, if you're not going to be able to make it. I can certainly allow you to make up, make up anything. I can usually make arrangements for you to come in an extra to do a lab, or if you missed a lab, or if you missed a lecture, of course, you can go back and listen to that. Um, in terms of submitting assignments, that shouldn't matter much because you can submit them online. So you still have the option of submitting your homework assignments and any other article reviews and such that you can submit online. Makeup work. Um, again, I've already kind of gone through makeup work. There is a 25% deduction if it's, if it's late. I will look at that. And I, it does need to be done within the week. That means, so I do, what I don't want people doing is say, you know, coming up to the end of the semester and then, oh, can I make up homework one, two, and three that I never did from the first two weeks of class? It's like I'm not going to go back and regrade those. But if you missed homework one and something came up and you want to redo it the following week, then I will take it at a 25% deduction. So don't come back at the end of the semester, you know, I need to complete these three assignments. I didn't do it the first week that I should have done. I'm not going to go back that far. I will go back the one, the one week worth on them. Um, w grade policy, nobody's going to drop, right? Not, doesn't scare you all the way? Okay, nobody's, nobody's running for the door at least. They're just waiting until till the class is over and then go. No. Um, w grade policy is really, um, I've got the standard college policy up there which really says that from the end of the refund period, which for you guys I believe is Thursday, shortened week, I think tomorrow is your chance if you want to get out with full refund. And Friday, Thursday is 50% and after that you're stuck paying for the course. Um, that from the end of that until the middle of the semester, which would be about two weeks after that for us, that you can get a W as long as you've been attending class. So if you attend today and you don't show up and come back in two weeks and want a W, I don't have to give that to you. I can still assign an F grade if you haven't been showing up. If you've been here and you've been turning in assignments, then you'd certainly get a W. Um, if you're going for later in the semester, uh, beyond that, it's up to the instructor. Typically, what I do is looking at that you've been turning in assignments or that your grade is above passing, meaning above 60%. So if you want a W at the end of the semester and you've got a 65% you and you just don't think you're going to pull it up to a C and you need a C to transfer it somewhere, well, then you don't want to, maybe you don't want to bother taking it. You want to get out of it and get a W. I'd still give you a W. If you're below passing, then it would be, a, then it would be an F. Unless, again, you've been making the attempt. If you've been turning in all the assignments and you're just not doing well. You know, you and I just clash completely. My assignments and your work, it just don't, doesn't work. You're trying, but it, you know, we, just, we just don't agree for whatever reason. Then I would still give you a, a W at that point. So I'm, I'm flexible on it. It's mainly that you've been trying. 
It's those who disappear, and I probably won't have that issue because you don't have time to disappear in this. Well, you can't. Someone will prove me wrong, right? But you don't have time to disappear because by the time you take a next breath, the class is over, right? You know, we're, left, we're only a month away from the end of classes right now. So that's for, dub, that's for W grades. The rest of this is all the college policies, so I'm not going to go through in great detail on this. Delayed opening, if we have one, has our delayed start is 1040 to 115 and then 1120 to 1155 since we meet for a double period we'd have two uh, two delayed start we'd have our class would then run from 1040 to 1155 uh, unless there's big flooding or something we're probably not gonna have to worry about that but the information is in there for you uh, just in case uh, refund here's the refund information um, start date yeah last day to drop yeah, the six-week term. Last day to drop with a full refund is the 21st, tomorrow. And the last day to drop with a partial refund is the 24th, which is Thursday. So, so if, you want to, if you need to get out of the course, th those are your deadlines to get out with any, with any kind of refund. But hopefully nobody, nobody's leaving. And then I'm pretty sure the rest is defines excused and unexcused absences, academic dishonesty, and you should see this mostly on most of your campus, most of your syllabi. Um, the last one is just if there's a disability involved, so if you have some reason, you know, you have a disability that allows extended testing time or anything else, uh, that goes through the disability office and Carol Kerper is the one who handles that for the Harrisburg campus. So I can't just give you, you know, an extension, I can't just say, oh, you say, tell me you need an extension, you need double time on the exams or the quizzes, I can't do that unless I've got the paperwork from HACC that they've documented it. So. There, class is half over already. How's that? Usually takes you about a class period to go through that, but any questions? All right, let me